Today, we're looking more at digital data, mobile data, identity data sets. We're also looking to the future where the number of devices per person is expected to explode with all the IoT devices. You're listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience, a podcast dedicated to helping executives train their sales and marketing teams to optimize growth. Whether you're looking for techniques and strategies or tools and resources, you've come to the right place. Let's accelerate your growth in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. I'm your host, Chad Sanderson. Today, we're talking about how data and technology allow brands to interact with people in more meaningful ways. Frictionless experience is all the rage. Everybody's talking about it. Now we're going to talk about how to actually make that actionable. To help us, we have with us Amy Irwin, Vice President of Strategy at Experian. Amy, thank you for taking time and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Chad. It's great to be here. So before we start uh, the topic at hand, we'd like to give our audience a chance to get to know you a little bit better and ask an off-the-wall question. So curious, something that you're passionate about that those that only know you in the workplace or from work may be surprised to learn about? Well, uh, I am a hockey mom. Friday nights these days at high school hockey games, which is a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of passion in hockey. It's a great <laughs> sport to watch live, and the, the fans really get into it. Excellent. Excellent. Have the kids played hockey from the time they could walk? Almost, yes. My oldest son, who's 16, started playing when he was only three or four. He started wow. skating when he was three or four. And, um, you know, he hasn't been off the ice since then. So it's, um, <laughs> it's a, certainly a passion of his. Yeah. Uh, and a big difference from the day-to-day of being the VP of strategy at Experian. It is. It is. It's a different environment there for sure. And so as in that role uh, at Experian, I'm curious to understand, um, you know, we're talking about how to use data to drive connections, but how do you use it? How are you guys using data at Experian to drive strategic direction and change the way that maybe consumers interact with the Experian brand? Sure, sure. Absolutely. Well, um, a lot of people know Experian. Uh, we have a number of different businesses. I sit in our consumer marketing business. And in that business, we help brands leverage the power of data and technology to make the right marketing decisions and better understand and connect with consumers. So what that means is a lot of marketers will have first-party data based on their interactions with their customers on a day-to-day basis. But to really have that 360 view of their customers, they need third-party data. And that's where uh, someone like Experian comes in. We help brands connect disparate data sets, so both first-party data and third-party data, adding different elements in so they can understand customers and then create that really single customer, single view of of customer identity, which has a number of applications and is really important in this world where people touch so many different devices and have so many different uh, channels that they interact with. Yeah, and data, and data is a, and data connected with privacy, two very hot topics <laughs> lately. Um, so I was yeah. speaking with Steve Gordon, uh, at the Unstoppable CEO last week, and he was talking about his process for identifying the ideal client. This was a topic that came up as we were prepping for this. So there's so much data out there. I mean, anybody that paid attention to the Cambridge Analytica stuff or, or really starts to pay attention to how much data can be collected on an individual, it can be a little scary for some people, but it's a huge business challenge too. Cause how do companies sift through all of that to inform strategic decisions so that they can provide the types of experiences that consumers are looking for? And I'm curious, how are you seeing people? 
ideally leverage that data or parse through that data to make it meaningful and actionable? Sure, sure, absolutely. As you pointed out, people consume and absorb information through more devices and channels than ever before. So it's social media, mobile, television, email, desktop. As I look at my own kids, they're rare. They're often using those things interchangeably. You know, they'll be on their mobile phones while they're watching TV. <laughs> um, and each device and each channel that, that those consumers are using create a digital footprint. And while each digital footprint isn't it's only one piece of the puzzle. To really get the full picture requires a tremendous amount of data and intelligence. And the proliferation of those devices has forged a need for marketers to improve their identity management practices, to better understand their customers and deliver relevant messages across all those channels, particularly since relevancy has become really table stakes for marketers. Consumers expect to see messages that are relevant to them. They want, they want to see what's meaningful to them, and, and they don't want to see messages that aren't. And so how do you do this, you know, at Experian itself? Is I mean, obviously it's, it's, you know, data is, is part of the business for Experian. So how, when you're looking at putting together the strategy, what kind of things are, are you seeing or trends are you seeing in that data that help you determine how to guide the, the strategy of experience at, at Experian? Yeah, so we recently launched um, what we call our Marketing Connect platform. And that's the platform that really helps our clients' businesses manage a wide range of data types and sources, and as well as remain compliant with privacy standards. This Marketing Connect platform is really based on an Experian-wide identity technology that was developed by our centralized research and development group called Experian Data Lab. They've brought in all the data sets from across Experian, leveraging those as true sets, and then also leveraging uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning techniques to address identity challenges across the marketing industry. So this is a really powerful platform. We're seeing really strong results with clients that are using that platform to better understand identity across their, their customer base. And it, and I would assume it's, I mean, software is an, an awesome thing, AI and machine learning. We had, you know, everybody remembers or most people will remember GDPR and what that caused from a, from a business standpoint. And then we got the California, was it Privacy Protection Act and six other states right on the cusp of passing similar legislation in this, in this idea of privacy. How do you collect that data and do you randomize it? Is it like, how, how are we making sure that we stay on top of the, the current regulatory environment. I'm, I'm concerned as a consumer and a business owner that, uh, we're going to get to a point where, uh, the ramifications of not ensuring that the technology stacks that we're using are in alignment could actually hit, uh, with financial penalties. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So at Experian, we take privacy very seriously. We believe that, you know, it's really, it's really an honor and a privilege to have data on consumers and they, um, and we have to be very transparent about about what we're doing, about how we collect data, and um, and of course comply with all privacy laws, and that's that's something that you know that that is extremely important to us, and that we we watch very closely. And so, when we look at your role at uh, at Experian, what's the number one thing as the VP of Strategy that you're focused on going into 2020? Well, as a as a VP of Strategy, what what I look at is making sure that we um, we consistently execute our strategy but also really that we are investing for the future. So, so we are, I'm constantly looking at consumer trends and how we can, um, how we can invest the right resources to help our, our clients 
today and also in the future. So we've always invested in data and that's not gonna change. But today we're looking more at digital data, mobile data, identity data sets. We're also looking uh, to the future where uh, the number of devices per person is expected to explode with all the IoT devices. Right. So we're all gonna, I always say we're all gonna have these massive charging de- charging stations at our home because we've got <laughs> all these things that need to be charged. And um, and our investments are really, the, the, they're around those themes. So they're around identity, data, measurement, and analytics where identity really feeds both data and measurement. So as your marketing really can't be effective unless you have a full understanding of the consumer and you can't connect really your transaction data, your uh, the data around what your customers are purchasing to then that exposure data without, without having that um, identity, you won't be able to effectively measure your advertising efforts without that foundational knowledge. We really look at the combination of data and identity and investing in those components so that we can enable our clients to deliver great customer experiences and achieve high returns on their marketing investments. And the vast, I mean, the vast majority, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit until I had, I've, I've worked with Experian in the past on the B2B side on a, on a business relationship, but just as a consumer, the Experian brand for a lot of people is just credit. It's just the credit stuff. Consumers probably know it most as the credit reporting agency. And so when you look at on the consumer side and putting together that experience in 2020, do you have key metrics you're, you're aiming for in terms of customer experience or how are you measuring it? Always curious if, you know, some people use NPS or, or whatever, but curious what kind of metrics for success you have as you roll into 2020. Absolutely. Absolutely. We do look at our client results. We look at how our solution adds value in terms of adding to a better understanding of more of their consumers through data and connecting identities. But we do look at our client surveys. We do use NPS. We hear directly from clients on a regular basis how we're addressing their marketing challenges, how we're supporting them through data and analytics. And, um, and we're laser focused on improving those, improving those results. And we're constantly reviewing those metrics to gauge our success. And, and are there challenges that you're expecting or, or priming for or ready, ready to tackle in 2020 to ensure that you continue to deliver or, or hit your goals? Yeah, and it's interesting. So we see different types of talent challenges with different clients, depending on, sometimes depending on the vertical. So we, we work a lot with retailers. And in retail, retail has, um, they have a lot of first-party data. They have loyalty programs. They have transaction data. Sometimes they have email lists. So they have a lot of frequent touch points with, with their consumers and their customers through, through all those things. The amount of data for those retailers can be really overwhelming. So for retailers, we focus our solutions more on, you know, more on identity, adding our third-party data, connecting all those disparate data sets. Whereas in auto, purchases are very infrequent. So they have much less first-party data. So they're really looking for any data that can help them identify someone in the market for an auto. So we then, they're relying less on first-party data and we're using a combination of our Experian auto data, which is vehicle registration data, with Experian consumer data to help with that. So so we see challenges sort of differ depending on which vertical uh, you're looking at. It's funny because I'm not in the market to buy a car, but I can totally see why they would not have a lot of my information. Do you see, and this is purely off script and totally curiosity out of my own part. Do you see auto companies and auto dealers using or attempting to use any pre-targeting types of marketing tactics as a result of being able to combine the data sets that Experian can bring to the table for them? Sure, sure. So you're looking at 
behavioral things. You're looking at things like did, um, you know, do people, if people who recently have children may be looking to upsize and maybe, maybe go from a compact car to an SUV, for example. So people who have, um, have recently moved, maybe they, if you move into an urban area, maybe you want a smaller car. There's indications of sort of when people are in that buying cycle, there's certain life events that happen that can, can, can change there. And then, um, and then, you know, just, just in general, what types of, what types of brands have they bought in the past and where are they going to be most likely to, is a good indicator of where they're most likely to uh, be buying in the future. Excellent. And so when you, um, when you look into the future, you know, and, and we want some actionable things for the listeners, right? So if, if they're worried about kind of making sure they have a customer centric focus across strategy, marketing and sales, and they have or can gain access to this types of data based on your experience, what three things would you say would be the things they should focus on if they're really going to start to implement a customer centric type of strategy or approach to go to market? Yeah, so I would say that's three things. The first would be would be data. Harness all of your first party data across all of those touch points. Make sure you're collecting it across every single part of the company. And that's usually that's not only marketing, right? That's your e-commerce group, you know, that's sales, etc. And then the second is make sure you connect that data with 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 their party data to better inform it. So you have a much better understanding of your customer, much more insights there. And then the third is put the customer first, speak their language, contact them where and when they want to be contacted with relevant messages, using that data to, to inform who that customer persona is, what they're most interested in, so that you can really put them first. Yeah, those are great recommendations. Great recommendations. All right. So let's change direction here a little bit. We ask all of our guests kind of two standard questions towards the end of each interview. And so as a VP of strategy for Experian, that makes you a prospect for a lot of, probably a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm always curious mm-hmm. when I talk to people, if somebody doesn't have a relationship or a referral or a way in, what is it that captures your attention and builds the credibility so somebody can earn the right to get 15, 20 minutes on your calendar to talk about potential solutions? Yeah, well, not unlike the typical consumer, what gets my attention is when someone really shows that they understand my business. They understand, they've done research. They understand the problems I'm facing. And then they've developed a message that really resonates with me. They show me how they can help me solve a problem that's relevant. So as I you know, mentioned, I have boys that play hockey. I have three boys. I have very little time. So making things easy is, is very critical. <laughs> Having a simple message that's relevant and that requires doing your homework. Yeah, show, show them you know them, right? Make sure you put in the time. We, mm-hmm. When we work with clients, we talk about respect, and it's respect for the individual making the calls or reaching out to respect for the individual that you're trying to get time from because it's the one it's the one asset we don't get back, can't get back. Um, all right, so last Absolutely. question. We call it our acceleration insight. So one piece of advice that you could give, and I got to pull data off the table since you already gave me data. <laughs> if there was one thing you could tell sales, marketing, or professional services people, one piece of advice you could give them that you believe would help them hit their targets, what would it be and why? You know, when you're talking about consumer uh, consumer business, use your or even not a consumer business, use your products and services like your customers do. Interact with your own messages and experience what your customers are experiencing. If you're constantly putting yourself in their shoes and evaluating how you can make things better, you're going to be in a much better position to really be developing those relevant messages. 
And I know you only said one thing, but measure your efforts. Measurement is critical. Always understand how effective your marketing programs are and, and continually tweak them to optimize. Yeah, we like to say if you can't measure it, it didn't happen, right? You have to have a benchmark. Exactly. Right. And exactly. Even, I go back to all those connected devices we were talking about. And I, uh, I'm a bit of a CrossFit fitness enthusiast. And so I'm looking at my Apple watch as my phone is sitting in front of me and I'm on the computer and I know I've got another fitness tracker charging. And it, it's like, it would be very easy for somebody to figure out exactly what to target me with. And, and it shows up, right? It shows up in, my Instagram feed or in email. Sometimes I wonder if, if all these devices are actually listening to things I say. Cause I'm not a hundred percent sure I searched for certain things, but somehow they seem to know that, Hey, you know what? This is probably something we need to put in front of Chad. Yeah. You can infer a lot from data and, and, and you should, you should try to use it. Excellent. All right. Experience better. <laughs> well, and that's what, I mean, it, we are in the experience economy. I mean, before I started, you know, last few years, I've been working with companies on optimizing sales and marketing. But before that, I spent 10 years running teams that were in charge of creating digital experiences, frictionless digital experiences. So from, for Verizon and other things. And we're now in that point where people vote with their dollar based on the experience. So while they may be a little bit concerned that there is so much data about them out there that they get, a, they want, as you said earlier, they want that tailored messaging. Well, that tailored messaging requires the collection and processing of that data. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Amy, if the listeners interested in talking to you more about the topics we touched on today, where would you like us to send them? Audiences at Experian.com. Audiences at Experian.com. All right. Amy, I can't thank you enough for taking time. It's been great having you on the show. All right. Thank you. All right, everybody. That does it for this episode. You know the drill. Check us out at B2BRevExec.com. Share the episode with friends, families, coworkers. And until next time, we wish you nothing but the greatest success. You've been listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.